Well, you know, I just think it's a really tough time for white men right now. Yeah. I think so that we really need a, yeah. a moment of silence for them, okay. especially yes. the ri- especially rich old white yeah. men. Oh, gosh. October 2018, nearly two years ago, Michael and Abba sat down with Sarah Cooper to talk about her life in comedy, writing and tech. Yes, this is the same Sarah Cooper whose Donald Trump lip sync videos have been watched millions of times this year on social media. Sarah Cooper is a comedian, speaker and author of best-selling books, How to Be Successful Without Hurting Men's Feelings and 100 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings. She built her comedy career in between working for companies like Yahoo and Google, where she was fed free lunches and lots of material. In April 2020, Sarah began lip syncing Donald Trump on TikTok while under quarantine. She soon went viral with a 50-second clip called How to Medical. She has since created dozens more Trump lip syncs, each garnering millions of views, landing her on The Tonight Show, Ellen and The New York Times. A lot of this throwback episode actually predicted some of the things that were going to happen in 2020. They talk comedy in the era of Trump and the impact that Netflix has on society. Ironically, both of these things have both become a massive part of Sarah's life in 2020. Sarah has recently got her own Netflix special coming this autumn. It's called Sarah Cooper, Everything's Fine, and it's set to contain sketches, vignettes and interviews focusing on politics and beyond. We hope you enjoy this episode. Please do join the conversation on Twitter, hashtag techish. So where do we begin? Comedian, former Googler. Tell us a bit about like how you ended up where you are now, because you you are an ex-Googler, Zoogler, whatever Zoogler. you guys call yourselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what's the story? Well, I started doing comedy before I joined Google. Oh, awesome. Mm. And uh, Google was actually my fallback job oh. from failing at comedy. As you do. <laughs> because I was in debt. Um, <laughs> in a job. Keep it real. We like a job, real a job. <laughs> and so they called me and they were like, yeah, we'd like to offer you a job. And I was like, that's great. I can get out of debt. But also I was giving up my dream of Aww. being an entertainer. Mm. And uh, it worked out, though, because Google is a super fun place to work. Amazing. And, you know, as far as like jobs you have to do, it's a mm. good job to have to do um, but I kept doing comedy and I was doing stand-up at night and uh, stand-up during meetings no um, <laughs> stand-up during my stand-ups Google Plus yeah um, <laughs> say no Plus. more hey <laughs> was that your project or you were, on, were you covering no, that? <laughs> I wasn't on that doing shade over there um, I had a joke about that though I was like they named it you can plus one on Google because mm. that's oh. the only place that software engineers will ever have a plus one. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no Michael's a Coder, you have no. a code that hurts. <laughs> I'm a reformed coder. I, I very rarely code that's these only, days. That's the only the second time I've ever told that joke because every time I tell people, go, oh. And my husband's a software engineer. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I do have to, to rag on him a bit. But anyway, so I kept uh, I kept doing it and then I started writing jokes about working at Google. And mm. I love that. wrote a post called 10 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings, which was a lot based on what I saw my fellow Googlers doing in meetings. And that went crazy viral mm. and um, decided to pursue it. And That's amazing. writing. Yeah. That must have got so political, though, like when you dispatched that blog like people thinking oh my how dare you like that's me like (laughs) I'm your boss I was pretty terrified Um, I didn't want my coworkers to think I was making fun of them yeah I was like totally making fun of of course yeah 
Um, and so I was scared to put it out there, but it was totally fine. Amazing. Everybody thought it was hysterical. People were coming up to me like, you know what I do in meetings? Can you put this in your next post? Because <laughs> yeah. I think it's really funny. Um, this one guy always showed up late to his own meetings, and he was just like, that's a power move. You uh-huh. schedule a meeting, and then you show up late, and no one can start without you, and then you just seem so important. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Oh, that Lord. is the most egotistical, ridiculous oh, yeah. thing I wouldn't have that. I'd be like, as we're beginning, I would give a damn. Like, I, I would just how walk you out. Are. Yeah, and then uh, two weeks after it came out, I was in a meeting, and and um, a VP was pacing around the room, which is one of the tricks to appear smart. And oh. then he asked the presenter to go back a slide at the same time. Oh, my god! And then he looked over at me and he winked. Uh, and I was like, no. oh, my gosh. So this is true. This is really how you become Power a VP move. at Google. Oh, wow. That is insane. Yeah. So that that is this actually turned out to be totally fine. At what moment did you realize, you said you've been doing comedy since you were really young. So at, moment, at what moment did you realize... I really enjoy doing this and I'm going to do more of this because it's kind of terrifying. I can't yeah. imagine. What was that first stand-up yeah. performance like? Yeah, everybody was like, you, had, you must have been so brave. <laughs> and I was very brave, but I was also drunk. very drunk. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I was going to cut you off there. Yeah, drunk. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I had like six or eight beers. Oh, I was like really, really, really drunk. I have a video of it. I watched, I watched it again like a few weeks ago. Cool. Um, yeah, but it's, still hard it's still hard to get up and talk mm. it, every day I'm like I can't do this anymore oh. I, I'm quitting like I had a show last night and right before I was like this is it this is my no. show I can't do this anymore um, it's very stressful and I have the imposter syndrome too you know it's just like I never feel like a real like it took me two years of doing writing and comedy to finally say I'm a writer and comedian. Wow. People ask me, what do I do? It's so much easier when you have a job and it's like, here's your title. So if yeah. people ask you what you do, you can just say that. But when you're doing something on your own, you're not really sure and it's it, like not very well defined. Mm. I'm blogging. I make yeah. videos. I don't know what I do. So yeah, it took a long time. And like, yeah. obviously people's reactions must change. Like, you know, if you're having a small talk with somebody and they ask yeah. you what you do, like yeah. how do people's faces look when you say, I'm a like, writer, comedian? Are they like, that's not a real job? They're, or is it like... Yeah, they're pretty confused. They're like, how did that happen? <laughs> like, I have a giant bruise on my face or something that I, I need to explain. They're just not... It just doesn't make any sense, which is weird because sometimes people say like, I'm a technologist. And I'm like, that's confusing. Yeah. I don't know what that means. That is fake. <laughs> writer <laughs> writer so comedian fake. seems so much simpler than like, I'm a marketing technologist. Yeah. And I, I manage customer success stories. I'm like, what are, what are you saying? Speak English. Yeah. So much jargon. I'm a futurist. Yeah, That's yeah. my favorite. Wow. Is that a job? That is a job, yeah. You get job. to talk about the future and stuff, I think. I, I Maybe don't know. because if your job title is ambiguous enough, you can get away with doing nothing. That's what it I is. I think that's true too. And if you're, it's ambiguous enough, people are scared to say, I don't understand what yes. you mean. So they yeah. just nod along. Comedy in the era of Trump. Do you think your face grimaced there well, as soon as I mentioned that man's name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think the role of comedy changes in like when we have such tumultuous times or is there like a, more of an obligation on comedians to like actually like shoot down, at, shoot up at power or I don't know. It, it's definitely changed, and I'll tell you how I think it's changed. Is there was a show called The Colbert Report? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, we're British. We're not like completely stupid. Like, yeah. we're, like, we're not. It's, we have uh, YouTube. We have YouTube. Well, I don't know if you guys get everything twenty years later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, um, 
he predicted Trump because basically everything that he did as a, as a satire mm. is what people are actually doing now. Wow. Yeah. And so the difference between satire and reality is mm-hmm. just, it seems like there's no difference between it. I read some things and I'm like, is this the onion? Because yeah. it just seems so crazy ridiculous. So I just feel like there is a need for like earnest comedy now. There's yes. a need for truth more than the need for like what Colbert used to do, which has actually become the thing that he was making fun of. I don't know if we can really get away with that as much now. I don't know if we could get away of just a, a Trump character because Trump is such a character already. Yeah. It's just like impossible to top him. You can't top him. Uh, yeah, it, that's so that's so interesting. Like he has made the absurd a reality. Yes. And you couldn't really say anything that he may have said or done. And I, I will just default believe everything now because I'm just like, oh, it sounds like something you could say. It yeah. might be like, oh, he like flashed a group of tourists on top of the Empire State Building. There, be like, no, oh, there's a video of him getting onto Air Force One and he has um, oh, just toilet that. paper <sighs> on the bottom of his shoe. Oh, good Lord. And as he's walking up, this toilet paper is waving <laughs> in the wind. I literally thought, this is CG. Yeah. It's like Can't a metaphor. Be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it was real. And that would have been a joke Colbert would have made yeah. 10 years ago about toilet paper stuck to the president's <laughs> shoe as he's walking onto Air Force One. That's crazy. These are the times we live in. Do you now. remember when Obama's like tan suit was like the biggest like deal ever? Everyone's like, oh my God, he's got a tan suit. He's disrespecting the office. Yeah. And like, now we've got a guy with tissue coming yep. up his shoe. Like, and it's not even a story. Yeah, it's not even it's a story. It's not even a story. He's yeah. just like bombarding us with so much crap that we're just like... Overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. overwhelmed. Like, it's well, kind of crazy. I'm curious mm-hmm. about your perspective of being a woman comedian because comedy is patriarchal AF. Um, as the world is, I guess. <laughs> as the world yeah. is. So what is it like to be uh, a female comedian? You know, similar to maybe like being a woman in tech, do you feel that there are like additional barriers you face that perhaps your male peers aren't experiencing? Well, you know, I just think it's a really tough time for white men right now. Yeah, I think so that we really need a, yeah. a moment of silence for them, okay, especially yes. the ri- especially rich old white yeah. men. Oh, gosh, yeah. like, We're going to edit in one minute of pure silence we, right now. The struggle is real for them, and I just want to say I'm with you, brothers. We're thinking of you. <laughs> all. I'm thinking of you. Stay strong. <laughs> like, I don't know what this, like, victimhood Olympics thing <laughs> that's going on right now, but it's like, it's it's insane to have... To be a woman of color mm. and to like have that thrown in my face a lot yeah. as like, oh well, you got this because you're black and you're Whoa. woman. Or or the other side of that, which is like you didn't get this not because you're black or a woman, but because you didn't work hard enough. Yeah. Oh, like, mm-hmm. So like it totally matters when you're getting something good, but it doesn't matter at all when something bad happens that to makes you. No okay, sense. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And that's a unique experience. Like yeah. white men don't deal with those yeah. things. Yeah, for real. And and now to have it have you know, like the president say, like, oh, it's so hard. We're so persecuted as white men. I'm oh, like, good what Lord. the hell are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. It's like you feel crazy. Like, you yeah. literally feel it's like. Yeah. yeah, it's so depressing because like, I think even for the longest time, if they polled like white Americans and even white Brits, like, is racism a problem? Most of them, I think a significant proportion would all say, yeah, it is, but it's reverse racism. <laughs> yeah, like, as in, like, yeah. it's hard to be white now, basically, right? Yeah. So, um, on another a moment of silence? Yeah, another moment of silence. Okay. <laughs> Another question I wanted to ask is how has tech impacted comedy in a sense that, you know, now all I ever hear about is what kind of check is Netflix cutting people and stuff like that. I don't know, like when you're touring and you're talking to other comedians, is that kind of a conversation that kind of comes out now where everyone's like, we've got to get on the streaming platforms. Like, have you noticed the shift in, in that direction? 
I think, yeah, I mean, it's it. what's cool about it is it's like it used to be, oh, you got to get on this one late night show. Yeah. Now there's eight late night shows yeah. and you can do a Netflix hour. You can do a Netflix half hour. You Amazing. can do a Netflix 15 minutes now. They have 15 minutes wow. specials. Wow. Know that. Yeah. So there's just so much opportunity. So I think that's great. But everybody's still gunning for those things. Yeah. Um, and I think, so tech gives you a lot of opportunity, but there's so many comedians. There's yeah. so much comedy. But we st- I think we still have a problem with um, representation. Oh, I was going to say, because I would love to see you on Netflix. I mean, the most ethnic woman they've got is, um, like, Cobra. Uh, like, I didn't, I didn't finish watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ali Cobra, Ali Cobra. There we go, there we go. I was oh, going to, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. You know, she's pregnant. I mean, it was good. Oh, yeah, whatever. there we go. Ali yeah, Wong. Yeah. Ali Wong. That's yeah. it. Yeah. What was it called now? <laughs> I think the name of the special has Cobra in it, but it sounds like you're a huge fan. I it mean, sounds like you are a big fan of her. We're going to blame that on the British Wi-Fi, just like... <laughs> You know, all I'm saying us. is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, like when I think of my favorite shows, I'm like Insecure, Atlanta, just like rolls off the tongue. What cool. do they have in common? There are characters I can identify with. Yeah, and the soundtracks buying in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Netflix such a needs huge to do better. Of Insecure, um, so good. I think my favorite thing about it is is that it's so unapologetically yes. black. It's mm. like, no, we're not going to have just like two black people and everybody else is white. Yeah. It's like, no, every single person and main person that you're going to care about in this um, show is black. And I, I love just that. love that. You know, we don't have anything like that in the UK. We don't have, like, any all-black cast, mm-hmm. all-black shows that are on, like, big channels. Yeah, it's trash. I mean, Idris Elba had, like, a sitcom on Sky. That's why all, all the British bit. actors are here, like, <laughs> and our people start to hate on them. They're like, why are all the black British actors taking all the roles? Like, it's like, well... The, British like, actors are way better than American actors. You think so? <laughs> You're the first person, like, that I've heard on the state side to actually, like, not acknowledge that, or I don't think it's the case. I don't know if it's the case, but to actually make that point. Most people are like, well, we're just as good here. And, like... It's an element of like classism because they'll always say like, oh, the British actors have training. They went to, you know, theatre or whatever, right? And I don't necessarily know how true that is. Is it, is there a differentiation in, in a talent or is it just... Well, I think the problem with America yeah. Yeah. is celebrity. Cool. So I think that, I think in the UK, you, can, you see theatre as mm. a, thing, a craft, a thing that you can do and pursue. And it's almost, it just feels pure. It's almost like comedy in New York versus comedy in LA. Like mm. comedians in LA, a lot of them just want to be actors and they're using comedy as a stepping uh, stone. Whereas in New York, people just want to be comedians. Yeah. Like they, they study comedy and they want to like be stand-up comedians and that's what they want to do. And I feel like... Um, I, I don't want to say like pedigree. Yeah. I don't know what the word is, but craft. like, yeah, it's a craft of just and hundreds of years. I mean, Shakespeare, I mean, like it's just hundreds of years, thousands of years, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know history. It's, but it's for 500 something plus. Yeah, something like that. That. But I just feel like they, they study it and they, they think it's a, a, like an, it's in itself is something that's good to pursue versus like it's a stepping stone to fame and celebrity. That's a really interesting insight. I hadn't really considered that. Yeah, I, I don't know what the future holds though, because um, the, there's a new Harriet Tubman film coming out, and they hired a British Nigerian actress from a bit, mm. and I was just mm. on the Twitter. Oh, well, like, Johansson was busy. Yeah, basically, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 trying to take her job now. Yeah, what are you trying to do? Come on. <laughs> She's inspiring me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, so people like there was a few like diaspora wars. People like, oh, like, come on, man. Like, why couldn't we find your like? They already had a British guy doing Martin Luther King in Selma. Like, what's going on? So I'm just, oh. I'm just trying to see like what's happening here, but. I struggle with that a lot um, because on the one hand, I'm like, yes, we should have people playing these characters that, that come from that background. But yeah. On the other hand, it's acting. So like, shouldn't you yeah. be able to take on these roles? And I, one thing I loved about Hamilton was like, 
the casting is all crazy. It's all over the place. Mm. These aren't. That's not what those people look like. Mm. I, but I just thought it was. I don't know. So I, I kind of um just I get confused about that. Topic. Yeah, I'm split down the middle. How yeah. do you feel, Abba? Do you? Um, I I haven't really formulated an opinion on it. I don't care. Like, you don't really mind. I, I don't. I don't think I care. I, I think the race thing upsets me and the colorism element upsets yeah. me like I do get upset when light-skinned actresses take on the characters of like darker-skinned women because so I think we really need in, um, to address that in the Nina Simone like exactly. biopic they had to like they basically blacked her up like it was kind of really strange yeah. I don't know what they were thinking to be honest so I feel like when when people with more privilege take away opportunities from people with less privilege maybe then that's, that's the that's difference with Hamilton is that it actually gave roles to people yes. who wouldn't have normally gotten those roles exactly which I like it I know you don't work in tech anymore, but just like as an individual or as a consumer, we talk a lot about the apps that we enjoy. We talk a lot about like privacy, stuff like that. First question, do you have at home an Alexa or a Google Assistant or anything like that? I have a Google Home. Okay, nice. Yeah, so I say, okay, Google a lot. Aww. And I hate it, actually. I'm still keeping tabs on you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, they like, oh, very much are. And they're like, very yeah, we know. Are. Yeah. <laughs> and... I always think it's odd when I'm like fighting with my husband and I'm like giving him the silent treatment, but I'm talking to <laughs> talking to them. So I'm like, okay, Google, what's the weather like tomorrow? <laughs> but I'm not talking to you. Oh, oh my god, that is a new dynamic, actually, I don't right? I even think about that, and then Google will be like, oh, I hate when you guys fight. <laughs> but it will get to the stage where it will be able to talk back and really like keep you company. Yeah, and you're gonna be like. I don't need like what I've got there. No disrespect, I've started to mean in general. Like right. most of us will be like, like yeah, yeah like. But do you yeah. think how how far off are we from that kind of Spike Jones her reality? <sighs> you know, so close Phoenix? to it. I think we're really close to. And what year actually. will someone marry Siri? <laughs> because oh. I think, um, well, I can't speak for everybody, but I just feel like this real relationships take so much work and yeah. effort and time mm. but the idea that you could have a voice that, that is just telling you everything that you want to hear and you mm. really truly connect with it and that's yeah. all you really need mm. I think people are going to really be into that yeah. oh, not wow. too distant future I agree what's so interesting about that is um, who's seen Darknet you know Darknet <clears throat> it's like Black Mirror but like real life and in the first and only episode I've watched of it. Um, they interview- you really get into stuff. Yeah, you really like yes, binge watching and like Sorry. focus, like <laughs> the worst Netflix person my, ever. Like. My sister will just read like the review of a movie and she'll talk like about that. it like she's seen it, oh, or she hasn't Lord. even seen it. And I'm like, Charmaine, did you actually see that? And she's like, No, I just read the review. It's like reading the back of a, it's like reading That's the back like of a book. I have an argument with you based on a headline. I read. <laughs> like- a headline. No, but in this episode of Darknet, they interview a guy in Japan who um, is obsessed with his Nintendo DS game, which is like mm. his girlfriend, basically. And his mom comes over and she's like, oh, you know, why don't you like, you know, start dating? And he's like, I am dating. In fact, I'm going on a date. And he like storms <laughs> out. And he's like on a train riding out to like the countryside and he's like holding up his Nintendo DS screen to it. And then he goes to a meetup with other guys mm. that are also in love with their Nintendo DS, like, mm. you know, Tamagotchi, but woman kind of person. And that's already like pretty, pretty real. So, I was going to yeah. say that it must be very sticky, but that's a, that's a not a PG <laughs> oh joke. We might cut that one. We might cut that. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> well, they could, they could merge with flashlights. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> what about your favorite apps or like other tech that you and your husband use around the home? Like, are there any things that you're either addicted to or like are super useful to you or maybe a recommendation you want to share? I make it funny. <laughs> I'm getting hang um, of this. Yeah, I have these a pair of like um, nail clippers that I really oh. like. Um, super high tech now. Um, 
I have to just say, like, I just have the. I'm I'm just addicted to Twitter. That's all I oh, use. Yeah. I'm just addicted to it, and I'm on it all the time. Um, Twitter too. So. My husband and I both have like Android phones. Um, Loyalty. Pixel 2, 3? Pixel whatever. I don't even know what Pixel it is. But I'm addicted. Like the the swiping to type is um, really cool. Oh, because they bought SwiftKey. Did they? I don't know. Um, Is that where you like drag your finger along instead of not trying that? Pretty pretty addicted to that. But I do miss my iPhone. I've only had this Uh, phone for like a year. So I kind of miss it. um, Did Hobby, Hobby like get rid of it? <laughs> was hubby like get rid of it the iPhone or was it yeah he was kind of encouraging me yeah because he still he still works at Google so oh. is that a faux pas to walk around Google with an iPhone just be like hello no it's not oh. no they they very much encourage like everyone to have all different kinds of phones because they want to make sure everything works on everything oh, okay. you know interesting. so uh, yeah. that's interesting I got a funny story actually at uni like Microsoft sponsored a lot of our like labs and someone representative from Microsoft came to the office and we were all on our Macs and they were like to put away our Macs now Whoa. we were all like, we were like what do you want to do like it's here like where am I gonna yeah. put it anyways that was it really <laughs> so, and then he's like where are their laptops uh, yeah where are their laptops we'll just stand in silence like a talk so what is the process actually of you know how does a comedy bit get created because mm-hmm. I often hear comedians talk about you know formulating a bit yeah and you know as a layperson I always thought like yeah you just say something and it's funny like but obviously it, there's a lot more craft yeah. as I mentioned earlier yeah. so how does that process go so for me it usually starts with like a thought or an observation that I have yeah. and sometimes I'll figure out a way to get it on Twitter just to see like um, what the response yeah, yeah. exactly love it um, <laughs> I stole that from The Onion actually because I saw a talk with um, someone from The Onion and that's how they would kind of try out um, their article ideas before uh, they actually wrote the article they would smart. just write the headline tweet the headline and if that got enough retweets and likes then they would write the article and wow. so like I thought oh that's so cool and it's so easy to just tweet something out. So why not just do it? So sometimes I'll do that um, or just like write it in a note if I want to keep it to myself. And then I'll um, work on it a bit, little bit longer. Um, and then I'll go to an open mic and just kind of try it out. Mm. Um, and it takes a long time, actually, mm. to really figure out the best way to um, attack something like... I was working on this joke about being Jamaican and how everyone's always asking me to do the accent. Um, and so, like. You oh, know. you're actually Jamaican, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Oh. Sorry, no. I was like, this is going to get real offensive in a minute yeah. now. Like, but okay, cool. Just clarifying. No, yeah, I wouldn't just randomly. Yeah, make that I was thinking, up, like, you know? I was like, okay, sorry, Karen. What a weird thing to just say. <laughs> just <laughs> see if people will remind, rem- like, actually believe me. Um, yeah, so I was just working on that and just trying to figure out how to. How, like tag, tag that like one tag I had was like, I don't go up to gay people and say do the accent you know like yeah. gay people yeah. have an accent but <laughs> I, love that. I, I was trying to come up with something about how like when you do have an accent people mm. are like I can't understand you yeah. but then with me they're like yeah man like they just want to start saying like <laughs> you know what one you know they just want to start saying all that stuff and I'm like no <laughs> yeah just don't yeah. Uh, have you seen um that Brad Pitt film where he does the most horrendous <gasps> snatch? No, no, it's like it's, where he's um, a, meet Joe Black. Yeah, meet Joe Black. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's just like, yeah. Oh. Is he Jamaican in we're, that? We're both just cringing right Wait, now, even thinking about like? it. So he's basically like the Grim Reaper kind oh. of, but he's he's Brad Pitt, right? And he's in yeah. a hospital when there's an elderly Jamaican lady, and she's like. I thought I'm gonna to have to do an impersonation no, to explain the scene in the film. She's like Obia, Obia, and he's like. Uh, it, <laughs> then he's like, because Obia means like, are you a devil? Are you oh, a demon spirit? And he's yeah. like, look, he basically at the end he's like, everything's gonna be airy, basically. Obia, no, mama. Obia, man, I'm going to die. Mama, stop it! It's just a man. What's Obia? Bad spirit. She just all fever. She don't mean nothing. Please help us. Of course. No, Obia, sister. No devil. No dopey. 
Everything gonna be iry. Dude, everyone's cringing right in front of me. Yeah, like, I was no, like, no more. Just imagine Brad Pitt Say saying that it's so bad. <laughs> and like, yeah, I think it recently went like, not viral, but it kind of got surfaced through service on Twitter. Twitter is amazing for these kind of things. And yeah. we were like, do you remember the time Brad Pitt tried to do this? No. Wow. Was it worse than Leonardo DiCaprio South African accent in Blood Diamonds? That wasn't bad, that though. Wasn't that, bad. Really? that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that bad. Well, that is it for today's episode, guys. Sarah has recently got her own Netflix special coming this autumn. It's called Sarah Cooper, Everything's Fine, and it's set to contain sketches, vignettes, and interviews focusing on politics and beyond. You can find Sarah on Twitter at Sarah CPR, Sarah Cooper Comedy on YouTube, at What You Got For Me on TikTok. You can find out everything that Sarah's up to on her website. That's sarahcpr.com. Please do join in the conversation on Twitter, hashtag techish. Support the show on Patreon. Give this show a review, of course, five stars. And tune in next week for another themed episode. See you soon. Peace.